The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Well, hey there. Greetings, salutations, everybody. Welcome back here to the channel for this installment of Open Mic, the show where the mic is open, the floor is yours. What stuff do you guys want to talk about in this world of movies and movie news, TV and streaming, and all the good stuff we got going on here? That's what we're here to discuss. My name's John Campia. I'm joined by Ray Ora. Hey, hey, hey. Jonathan Boyko. Hello. <laughs> Ray is very excited because we're going to go see Expendables 4 in a few it's hours. Short. It's way shorter <laughs> than he thought. Yeah, it's under two hours, so he's, a, he's happy. Two in a row, baby. It's like, what do we say? One hour and 43 minutes? One hour and 43. I think R- that's the same amount of time as dumb money. So Riot and Ray's sweet spot. Mm-hmm. That By is the, the sweetest way, spot, baby. Dumb money. One of the best films of the year. Get out and see it as soon as it comes into a theater near you. Go watch it. It's uh, really, really great. Um, Good to have you guys here. Listen, there's two different ways you can get a topic or a question addressed on the show. One, if you're watching this show any of the other 23 hours of the day that we're not streaming it live, you can go ahead and use our tip link anytime, 24 hours a day at www.streamelements.com slash John Campia slash tip. If you are watching the show live right now, we're glad that you're here joining us live. Go ahead and use the Super Chat feature and send it in that way. And any question or topic that gets sent in, as long as they're appropriate to be addressed on our show, we will address here. A couple things going on. As we speak right now, the WGA and the studios are still in their meetings. A report came out last night. We talked about this on the John Campus Show podcast a little bit earlier. Report came out last night from CNBC that uh, it sounded like they were close to a deal and that both sides were hoping that they might be able to close a deal today. So there's a chance by tonight or by tomorrow morning we may have the end of the writer's guild strike, um, which would be absolutely phenomenal. We'll see, though. Uh, you know, we'll see. We won't get too hard ahead of ourselves. And then if they do reach an agreement, hopefully that'll mean that SAG gets uh, the actors get an agreement fairly quickly, too. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed, going to keep my eyes open. Who knows? They may reach an agreement while we're doing this live stream. Wouldn't that be amazing? If that happens, you'll hear this. You know what else I realized? Yeah. Jonathan, keep an eye on the news feed. Right. See what comes up. You know what else I realized is that no one in this studio likes me yesterday. What are you, you talking know, about? I, you know no why? No one in this studio okay. likes you? Okay, it's no surprise. Yesterday? I, I eat a lot, right? So I just eat, right? Yeah. But when I came home yesterday and I was watching something on TV, a piece of chip crumb fell from my thing, and I was like, <laughs> No one told me there's a piece of chip on my face the whole day. I, I, I never saw it. I never saw it. must oh, have been hidden by your beard stubble. Yeah, because I shaved. I shaved, but, but shortened it. But I was just watching TV, and I was like, oh, the chip fell from my, like, but and I was like, wait, oh. Wait, did you go back and watch a video from yesterday? Was it, did you see it in, on no, your face? No, I don't in, think so, because I would have noticed it. I would have noticed. Okay, well. I would have told you. Just, yeah, you know, it's kind of like that thing. It's like, you w- let me walk around with a booger in my nose the whole time. <laughs> or your you zipper know, down or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You tell your, if they're your friend, you I tell I would tell them. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, I, I was kidding. You guys didn't see it. But I, it's just funny how a chip could live its life on my chin. <laughs> This is why I got to use uh, Manscaped products. Shave that face smooth. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, before we get into your questions that you guys have been sending in, uh, one of the things I want to touch on here, because somebody sent me this question earlier today. You know, in uh, like seven weeks, the Marvels comes out. November 10th. That's uh, like a month and a half away. It comes out. It's kind of sneaking up on us. Uh, I thought I had been pretty frustrated and underwhelmed with the marketing for it until the latest trailer. I thought the latest trailer, like Rob and I were talking about, we thought the latest trailer was probably the trailer they should have led with. It I was mean, it was kind of weird how oddly it it answered like all of your problems. Well, yeah. So for those <laughs> you don't know, like this, we were literally talked about the Marvels one day on the show, and Rob and I were talking about. Here's our problems with the way they've been marketing this movie. This has been bad, and this has been bad, and this has been bad. And literally the next day, they put out a new trailer 
that literally addressed every single one of the things that we said <laughs> they had been doing wrong. And we're like, okay, so it was a pretty good trailer. But the question still looms, and somebody wrote to this earlier to me today. It's like, okay, they seem to be doing better at the marketing. Here's hoping their final trailer, which will probably come out in the next two weeks, will be the best trailer yet, hopefully. Yes, even if the trailer's good. How much money do you think this movie's going to make? Is it going to flop? Is it going to be a hit? And I thought about that for a second, and I, I told Jonathan we should make this the, the topic of, uh, of open mic today. So here's where I'm at with the Marvels, all right? Don't underestimate the Captain Marvel IP. Now, now, I, I got a bunch of things I'm going to say here. Don't take any one thing in its totality. Hear me out overall, okay? The first thing to keep in mind is, remember, when the first movie was coming out, everybody predicted it was going to bomb, right? Everybody predicted it was going to bomb. And it joined the billion-dollar club. Right. And, and listen, even I was surprised. I, I didn't think it would make a billion, but it met and exceeded went over the billion dollar club. Don't underestimate this property. Now, as far as Photon goes coming out of WandaVision, I don't know that that's much of a draw. But Kamala Khan coming out of Ms. Marvel, because Ms. Marvel is the second best TV show Disney Plus has had on. I mean, the best one was WandaVision, but Ms. Marvel is the second. That show was amazing. It didn't have the biggest ratings, but everyone who watched that show loved it. It was fantastic. And I think a lot of people just love this girl. Now, does all that mean I think this is going to be a billion-dollar film again? No. No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, so how high can it be? Well, I was reading some projections. Some outlets were projecting that the Marvels was going to make $750 million. Still well short of that billion dollar mark, which I, I do not in, in any reality think this one's going to make a billion. I just don't. I mean, it'd be great if it does, but I don't believe it will. But I even think that 750 is a little high. I think that 750 million is a bit high. I don't think it's going to get to three quarters of a billion. I hope it does. I hope the movie's good. I mean, maybe it'll be hot garbage. Maybe it'll be great. Don't know. We'll find out. I'm actually putting this thing closer to around 600 million. Now, if it makes 600 million, I mean, first of all, that's 1.5 Black Adams. <laughs> that that would exceed Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam by like 50%. <laughs> now, if this thing can make 600 million dollars, I think they got to be happy with it. I think they got to be happy. What's that? Can I mention that the first Captain Marvel, I you everyone probably already knew this, but just looking it up, it was it was released in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, it was in that window in between those yeah, two. And films. that was when everyone was excited to see what's going on. I mean, that could have helped towards that million. So I, I get why it probably isn't projected that high. For me, it's going to fall in between Guardians and uh, Quantum Mania for sure. Somewhere in there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think, I think that's a good range, right? I think it's going to fall somewhere in between. You're right. Guardians about the eight something, 800 something. Yeah. Um, what did like Ant-Man? 450. 450, mm -hmm. Ant-Man around 450, that. it'll come somewhere in that window. I, I think that much is safe to say. Um, I, I mean, if it makes, you know, the 500 range, I think they got to consider that a disappointment. 476. Is what uh, Quantumania. Ant -Man, uh, Quantumania made. That's 475 too much. You know, uh, it, oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What it has going for it is that it's short. So if it's really good, people could multiply. Watch this multiple times, you know. What I mean? Well, I mean, well, at it, least for it, people like me, it also can squeeze in more show times, right? Like they can they can get an extra screening of it, like that compared to a movie that's like two and a half hours long. That's like one full extra screening you can have a day per screen. But that only helps is if you're selling out the screenings, right? <laughs> and and I think it's going to have a good opening weekend, but I don't see this thing selling out all the screenings. I think again, I think this thing's going to come in around the six hundred million dollar mark. And I think on that, they should probably be pretty okay with it. Like, again, I, I don't see... The, the Marvels is not as popular as the Guardians property, right? So the Guardians came out, made eight, oh, close to $900 million. Right. So I think that's out of reach for it. But again, I'm feeling comfortable around the $600 million mark. I think that's what it's going to do. And again, I think they're going to have to be happy with that, with the way things are right now. Again, remember, you got to keep in mind, too, that... The MCU right now is struggling. 
by MCU standards, like not by anybody else's standard, <laughs> they're still killing it. But I mean, by MCU standards, they are struggling right now. Their quality is the lowest that it's been since the MCU started. Again, still better than most people's quality, but overall their qualities come down. Their projects are now hit and miss. They'll put out a good one, then they'll put out a not so good one, then a good one, then a not so good one. Never used to be that way. For over 10 years, for over a decade, it was banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. Not like that anymore. It's different. Uh, there is comic book movie fatigue is a big fucking myth. I'll debate anybody on any stage, anytime on this issue. There is no such thing as comic book movie fatigue. There is mediocre movie fatigue. It's not a coincidence that when, you know, Marvel puts out a good movie like guardians three, boom, and makes over $800 million. It's not a coincidence that when a good movie like Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse comes out, boom, makes almost double what the first Spider-Man animated film did. Right. That just proves it. There's no such thing as comic book movie fatigue. There is mediocre movie fatigue. So, I mean, and right now, that's what kind of, MCU is kind of mediocre right now. They'll put out a great one like Guardians and they'll put out one like Ant-Man and the Wasp. They'll put out a WandaVision, sure, but then they'll put out a She-Hulk. And so there's, there's not as much trust. I think this is fair. I think anybody would agree with me. I think even the most diehard MCU fan would agree with me if I say there's not as much trust in the brand as there was a few years ago. I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say. So with all those things combined, I, I just don't, yeah, I don't see that $750 million mark that everybody, that some people seem to be saying is going to be the, the benchmark for it. I, I don't see it getting to that. You know, as much as I agree with everything you just said, I'm still pretty hyped for this film. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's, the last but, trailer did a lot for me, to me. But I, at the same time, I, I, I didn't finish Secret Invasion I think my head's gotten to the point where I'm just like going to do away with all the Marvel shows on Disney Plus and just watch the movies. I, listen, I'm tempted break. to do the same thing. Yeah. I, like I'm tempted, but who am I kidding? Of course I'm going to watch Loki. Right, right, but, I right, mean, right. I'm tempted to not watch it until somebody, I mean, I'm, almost, I'm tempted to do the same thing with the Star Wars shows, to be quite frank with you, that I'm going to wait until one or two episodes and then hear what everybody else says and then maybe start watching it. But who am I kidding? I'm going to I'm going to watch it all. Now, you finished Secret Invasion, right? I did, unfortunately. I, okay. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to finish it. And nor uh, should you. So you don't see no benefit from that movie going into this movie at all? The only thing I can... Benefit? No. Okay. No, there's, there's, there's no benefit. I mean, look... If this was a Nick Fury movie, he is. I understand he appears in the movie, but I don't think it. I don't think the Marvels is Nick Fury's movie. If the Marvels was Nick Fury's movie, then I could see there maybe being more important to go back and finish up. Or pardon me, watching Secret Invasion. But since it's not Nick Fury's movie, he's a secondary character in this thing. There's a possibility. There's the character Gaia, played by uh, Game of Thrones girl Emilia Clark. Emilia Clark. Thank you. Right. There's the Gaia character who I would give a 5% chance of maybe showing up in the movie. Maybe. But even then, I don't think you need to watch the end of secret invasion. <laughs> like what they did with Gaia was one of the most idiotic things I've seen done in movies. It was, it, or, or in cinematic universe, it was absolutely one of the butt fuck stupidest things they Marvel could have possibly done. Uh, but I guess there's a possibility that she could pop up. But no, I don't think you need to. Uh, I don't think you need to go back and watch the end of that. Um, anyway, guys, so questions for you. What do you think? Uh, how much do you think this thing can make? I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there that thinks it's going to make a billion. There are some projections out there saying 750. I don't think it's going to go that high. I'm pegging it at about 600 million. Of course, whether the movie sucks or is awesome will have something to do with that, right? Which we don't know. So I'm just like way in advance. I reserve the right to change my prediction once I see the film and I know whether it's good or bad. But I'm going to, right now, long ways out, I'm going to say around 600 million. What do you guys think it's going to be? Let us know what you think in the live chat there. Okay, guys, we're now going to move on and start getting to your topics and questions that you guys have sent in. But before we do, we're going to take a quick second and thank a couple of sponsors of Open Mic Today, our friends at Rocket Money and Quip. 
Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video, Rocket Money. Did you know that the average person has around 12 paid subscriptions and they might not even remember to subscribing to half of those? If you have no idea just how much you're spending each month, you need Rocket Money. It's this great app that tracks all of your expenses so you know exactly where your money is going. I recently just found out that over 80% of people have subscriptions that they've completely forgotten about. Seriously, think about how many free trials you subscribe to that you just probably never canceled. And that's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money, because I was one of those people. When I signed up to Rocket Money, I was stunned to find out that a gym I had belonged to in another city I lived in, I had still been paying my dues to for over two years. Also, that music subscription service I use, yeah, I forgot I was subscribed to two other ones. That's where Rocket Money comes in, because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved on average of $720 a year. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash campia. That's rocketmoney.com slash campia. Rocketmoney.com slash campia. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this video, Quip. Guys, you know that good health starts with good habits and Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials that you need to care for your mouth. For example, their incredible electric toothbrush. Guys, I've been using electric toothbrushes for years, and this is easily the best one I've ever owned. Time sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. A lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. Reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues, as well as bright plastic colors sure to make a pop on your bathroom counter. Skip the bad and snap into healthy habits with the new rechargeable electric toothbrush. All the features of the original Quip plus one magnetic charge powers up to three months of brushing. In addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from just $7. So if you go to getquip.com slash campia right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, or water flosser. That's your 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, water flosser at getquip.com slash campia. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash campia. Quip, the good habits company. <laughs> and thank you to our friends at Rocket Money and Quip for sponsoring this episode. All right, guys, let's get to the reason why we're here, which is to take your questions. Let's go ahead and get started. Jonathan, what we got first? Michael Kurtz is up first. Uh, I think Disney forgot how lightsabers work. They're supposed to burn and chop things to pieces. Too many times. <laughs> that's very basic, but yeah. Too many times in Ahsoka have lightsabers done nothing. Also, do you think the sequels limit where Ahsoka Filoni's movies uh, can go narrative-wise? I mean, yeah. I think so, because it's essentially a prequel, right? It's Ahsoka is anything after, anything that takes place before the now the, the sequels, episodes seven, eight, nine, right? Those are now prequels, so they're limited. I mean, yeah, they're look where this thing can go with the whole Mandoverse thing is a little bit more limited because we know what comes in the next, you know, 10 years after the events that happen in these 10, 15 years after the, these events, we know what happens. So, I mean, there's a possibility. I heard one theory say that there's a possibility that Grand Admiral Thrawn may lead to the foundation of the First Order. That we get. But yes, there, it is a limited, more narrow scope about where these things can end up because the events of the sequels aren't very aren't all that far away from the time period of what's happening in the uh, in the Mandoverse at the t at the moment. So, yeah, there's probably going to be that and that and <laughs> man, I'm sorry, but back in my day, lightsaber cuts through anything, no, anything. I agree. I agree. That's Not anymore. Now bubblegum wrapper can block a lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, stormtroopers. And this is, you know, listen, and I'm somebody who really likes The Force Awakens, but oh, no, no, now just the stormtroopers have like some kind of electro blades. They, they can block lightsabers. Oh, Beskar. Beskar can block lightsabers. Oh, what if this can block? I mean, just like everything can block lightsabers now. And it's like, oh, that's kind of stupid. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's my, my and that's not Ahsoka's fault. That's been going on since before Ahsoka. I, I mean, it's just yeah. It's kind of not, that's one thing in Star Wars that really frustrates me. Not a lot bothers me, but that aspect right there, especially when the Ahsoka thing happened, I was like, "What are they doing to these cool things? Yeah. They're not as uh, destructive or as uh, feared for uh, anymore." Yeah. 
All right, what's next? Chloe says, what uh, What song is remembered more than its movie? My pick would be Baltimore's Tarzan Boy, the movie Turtles, The Secret of the Ooze. Or did the movie just revive the song, notwithstanding the song came out in 85, but used in the 93 Turtles movie? I don't think many people think of Secret of the Ooze, period. <laughs> that, that's, no. that's pretty much true. I need to listen to that song, though. So that's what? kind of an easy like pick for you there, Chloe, because any song in there would be remembered more than that. I mean, it's it's almost unfair. Like With such a question, it should the nature of the question means we should be limiting it to its songs that were specifically created for a I movie. Think, I feel like that, too, but... Right? So like a part of me would want to say... Um, What's the Aerosmith song in uh, Armageddon? I don't want something. Close my eyes. Yeah, that's it. Close I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you. Oh, is Aerosmith here? Yeah. We'll call it. Hey, right up there. <laughs> Mine's got to be the song from Bref- Breakfast Club. Don't you yeah, that forget song about is me. It's a banger right there. Yeah, I was that, I mean, going to say an, 80, an 80s song or an 80s movie too because I feel like we think of Top Gun a lot now because of Maverick, but I definitely feel like Take My Breath Away is rem- was for a long time remembered more than Top Gun itself, or that it was even written for Top Gun. Well, I think that's that's not even the top song from Top Gun. I like, know. you got, first Dang of all, you got, ahead of it would be, like, playing with the boys, like, when they're playing, playing, playing with the boys. But then, of course, the big one is Danger Zone. Yeah. But Danger Zone, I think you do associate with that, because you start thinking of the Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Here's a little quiz for you guys. What was the main song of Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone? That's a very good question. Was it Over the Top? You guys know it. And I always associate the song whenever I see oh, arm wrestling. St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, really? No, St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire is from St. Elmo's, Elmo's Fire. Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. I, I swore they played that song in Over the Top. St. Elmo's Fire. Don't, hey. The song's hey, hey, Fire. Everyone, everyone watching? When I talk, you 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 mute it. Tune out. I don't want to dumb down America. You know what I loved in Superman? The Imperial March. Yeah. The Imperial March was awesome in Superman. Um, yeah. There's a movie called Zeno? You know, yes. like, here's one. Here's one. Here's one. Uh, good Canadian rocker, Brian Adams's oh, yeah, Everything I, I Do, yeah. I Do It For yeah. You from Robin Hood, Prince yeah. of Thieves. Right, yeah. that, that, that's another one, maybe. You're right. <laughs> you know, it was fire. <laughs> I must have been watching that movie and listening to Saint Elmo's Fire every time I every time I watch Over the Top. Why is that associated with this movie? I need to. Saint Elmo's Fire is from Saint Elmo's Fire. Yeah. That reminds me when your sister your sister once asked me, John, what's the name of that movie? I'm like, which movie? She goes, the one with Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a common theme. Saint Elmo's Fire. I thought that song was. I in know, it. maybe it's in it. I, it's been a long time since I've seen Over the Top. Okay, I, let me see. This may surprise you. I don't often go back to my arm wrestling movies, so yeah. I mean, maybe Saint Elmo's Fires. Man, this, it's I, and I'm just not remembering life, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, he's 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 uh, entertaining the the writers at the the meeting today with his saxophone skills. That's right. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't in there. What is wrong with you, man? <laughs> it wasn't even in there. I'm going to go. Okay. After the show, I'm going to go through every single song on the soundtrack and then find out what the song you're one talking about. better sound. All like right. Almost All right. Okay. We keep, need to keep right, going right. here. What's okay. next? Uh, Ahsoka is amazing. Well, I don't know. I have an idea that Disney would never do uh, to get. By the way, Ahsoka sucks ass. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> it's amazing at sucking. Uh, to get people excited about the Ray Star Wars movie you discussed earlier, uh, yesterday, Stri- uh, Strike the Last Jedi and uh, the, the Return, um, the Rise, Return of Rise of Skywalker from canon, along with all the baggage that comes with them, and make it a new direct sequel to TFA. Thoughts? No. Yeah, you'd have to no, that's, be like. Listen, if I hate the prequels, but even I have made, I, I, I will argue passionately that. Because there was a lot for many, 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 many years. A lot of people called for the prequels to be retconned and taken out of canon. And as much, and I hate those movies more than anybody. But I'll say, no, you cannot do that. They are canon. And canon means something. So you may have that one idiot uncle in your family, but he's your idiot uncle. And he's still a part of the family. You don't retcon them. And as much as I hate, say, The Rise of Skywalker, I hate that movie. 
but it's canon. It is. It's there, and canon means something. Because the moment you go, oh, let's retcon that one, guess what? That means anything now can be retconned in, in, your, in your thing. And, ooh, maybe you are, you're all for them retconning something you don't like, but what happens when they come for something you do like? And they start saying, let's retcon that. Like, but I like that. No, if it's canon, it's canon. You leave it alone, period. <laughs> End of sentence, no more discussion. All right. What's next? <laughs> I'm <just> dying. <laughs> Why am I so dumb? I, thought, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought Kenny Loggins sang St. Elmo's Fires. What? <laughs> Did Kenny Loggins even what? play a song in Over the Top? I Okay. Okay. I think I, I just thought that because we were I, talking about Top Gun. I think, I think I discovered drugs way too early in my life. <laughs> because how did oh man ah, I've uh, been passing wrong information my whole life uh, you've been mixing a lot up man Kenny Loggins and it was, did he even do the song from Over the Top no he did he did oh, okay. oh he did do a song in Over the yeah, Top yeah that's okay. why I think we got okay. that going right. for okay no well then that that's an understandable mix up then and we were just talking about Kenny Loggins so that, guys, that's fair that's the guy's fair. name was John Parr yeah, all John right. Parr did that. All right, all what's right, that? And Sammy Hagar. All right, what's David next? deserves better. Uh, I have no sympathy for fans who feel let down by your choice to not talk Ahsoka. The real fans are pining after the lost can't be at breakdancing tapes. The masses yearn to see your rendition of the windmill. Another funky fresh moves. Release the can't be a cut. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I used to windmill. I, I I was now. If you define professional by getting paid and getting gigs, I was a professional breakdancer. I know that is one of the hardest things in the universe to imagine, but it's true. It's one of the hardest things to do. I was Pisces of the breakdancing crew, the Zodiac crew. Yeah. That's right. I was Pisces. Be proud, and I baby. wore the Adidas full windbreaker outfit. I had, uh, I had lightning. I had tall hair on the top with lightning bolts shaved in the side, sun-end blonde. On oh. the side, oh, it wasn't it wasn't a memorable era for me, Ray. It's oh not yeah, one I would you want to hear my memorable today. era? There's John in the background. What <laughs> I had—that's basically me. I was Jason Sudeikis, and what up with that? That was basically me. Yes. Never mind. Forget it. Ah <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Oh, sorry. What was the question again? I can't oh, remember. Oh, what oh, oh, uh, he break yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I. The thing about ah- Ahsoka is, look. The, I get people saying, just say what you thought about Ahsoka. Okay, I don't think it's good. Do I need, why Why do I need to come on and just crap on people's enjoyment of it week after week and just keep saying it's not good? There, are, I've already said I don't think it's good. There are people who enjoy it. And it, look, I've said for a long time, the most toxic thing you can do, because people love getting hate clicks, right? Is just like, I've always said, if you don't like a show, tap out of it. Let people know you didn't like the show, but don't just desperately go for clicks every week by coming out week after week and put out new videos about why I hate this show. Why I hate this show. I hate this show. I hate this show. I hate, no, no. Listen, I watched a bunch of it. Not for me. I don't think it's very good. I've let my audience know that. So what's the point in, in me just trying to rain on everybody else's parade who is enjoying the show? I want people to love what they're watching and I don't want to be a wet blanket on it. I said my, my piece. And now I'm not going to week after week talk about how bad that show is. Mm-hmm. I want people who like it to just enjoy it. And just because I'm not enjoying it doesn't mean I don't want other people to enjoy it. So, eh, there's that. All right, what's next? James G. UK writes, hey, John and crew, hope you're all okay. At the week at the weekend, uh, I did a double feature of The Nun 2 and the latest Hercule uh, Poirot film, A Haunting in Venice. I really enjoyed both films. However, I would say that A Haunting in Venice was the better film. That's good to hear. I... Um, and, oh, it's a two-parter. Oh. Have you had a chance to see The Nun 2 the Haunt- and Haunting in Venice yet? If you have, what do you think of the films? If not, are you planning on seeing them? I decided not to watch A Haunting in Venice until I heard more people talk about it because I am such a big fan of Kenneth Branagh. But frankly, his previous two films in this series have let me down. I was not a big fan of Murder on the Orient Express. I really didn't like Death on the Nile. Um, and so, uh, and this is the third film of that franchise. I, I decided, you know, I'm going to take a pass on it and, until I hear from people that it's really, really good. Actually, Chris saw it. And didn't yeah. Chris say she thought it was okay? Yeah, she said yeah. it was the best of the three. 
She said it was the best of the three. Yeah. yeah. So this weekend, Anne and I were out. We we couldn't see any movies this weekend. But I think I'm going to try to get around to seeing it this week. I mean, obviously, we got to go see, mm-hmm. we're going to go see Expendables tonight. Game day. That's the game day. Yeah. Expendables. Expendables. So yeah. we'll see how that turns out. Um, and But then I want to get around to seeing um, A Haunting in Venice. It has right. a, the, the everything, always, uh, everything. Uh, Everywhere all at once. The actress in yeah, Haunting that's right. Venice. What's yeah. her name again? Michelle. Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Are oh, you talking about Michelle, Michelle Yeoh? Yeah, yeah. I got right, that what's one next? right. <laughs> all right. Moving on to Supers. Um... Let me just move this down here. Uh, so we got, sorry, this all, of course, is bumped up to the top. One second. Okay, first off, we got Miguel. Hey, crew, hope all is well. Do you guys have any ideas, guesses on when the rest of announced DCU projects will be out? They said two films and two shows a year ago, but is it possible for Lanterns to come out 2025? Maybe Waller, Authority? Uh, I suppose. By the way, Super Chat in oh, yeah, $20. Thank you. thank you so much for supporting us on that level, man. I mean, that is, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I I don't think they're going to feel any need to rush, though. Um, I think they are going to roll out their plan at their pace. I mean, honestly, if they put out three things a year, whether that's two shows and a movie, two movies and one show, whatever, I think that is a pretty brisk pace. I don't think they should do four projects a year. To be honest with you, I really don't. I think they should really take their time. Uh, I mean, obviously, James Gunn is putting a lot of attention on Superman Legacy right now. That's the most important film that they have because it's the first one. They've got to knock it out of the park with the first one. Whether or not it makes any money is irrelevant. They need to knock it out of the park and make a statement that DC is back. DC is strong. DC is putting out quality content and that will pay off dividends later on. It may not make all the money right away, but it'll pay off dividends moving forward. That's the important thing. You got to think of these things, not in terms of one movie at a time. You got to think of them in terms of five year chunks. And it's really, really vitally important that they come out of the great gate strong. So I don't really know what their pace is going to be. Like James Gunn just came out, listed off all these projects they're going to do, but they didn't really give much of a timeline other of course, than you know, uh, Superman legacy. So as a fan myself, I am 100% just focused on Superman legacy. That that's where I, as a fan, I'm looking forward to uh, everything else is kind of secondary until we see what the DNA, what the temperature, what the tone of this new cinematic universe is going to be with Superman legacy. So we'll find out. All right, guys, listen, before we keep on going, we're going to take another second and thank another sponsor of today's episode, my mobile service provider, and they should be yours, Mint Mobile. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video, Mint Mobile. Signing your life away to a big wireless provider is kind of like being trapped on a roller coaster from hell. Sure, it looks like fun at first. They probably even threw in a free phone, but now you can't get off. Month after month of insane bills and unexpected thrills, like overages and surprise fees. If that sounds like your current big wireless plan, it's time to get off the ride with Mint Mobile. For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are just $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for just 15 bucks a month. You guys know before I came to Mint Mobile, I was paying triple what I am paying now on the standard big wireless plan, and I will never go back. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped right to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash campia. That's mintmobile.com dot com slash campia cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia and thank you to our friends at mint mobile for sponsoring this episode all right with that down let's get to the rest of our questions here shall we jonathan what we got up next all right connor dorian writes have you seen the trailer for the upcoming goosebumps tv series that is being released on october 13th with the first five episodes no i i didn't know they had a trailer come out you just had a big reaction raise is something you're looking forward to no because uh me and Ann used to watch Goosebumps. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Ann was a bigger fan of it, but I watched it when I would walk in and she'd be watching it. Wasn't I, it Jack Black? Did you, Jack Black did the Goosebumps movies? Yep, yep. Did the you Goosebumps. watch those? No, I didn't watch that, but the, the TV show. We okay. Did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'll i be honest. I don't even know what network this is coming out. Is this a Disney Plus thing? Is this um, Hulu. Hulu? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, keep my, I have not seen the trailer, but I'll keep my eyes open for it. Disney Plus and Hulu, yeah. 
All right. All right. What's next? Uh, next up, we've got, let me scroll down here a little bit. Real Life Entertainment says, over under 44.78%, we get at least 15 different cast announcements within a week of the SAG ending. Also, Jonathan, film dads unite. 100%. All right, we're united. 100%. Listen, there are, there are, remember, when, by the time you hear a casting announcement, the casting had been done for a while. Famously, I mean, the, the Ben Affleck situation, by the time they announced Ben Affleck was cast as Batman, we later on found out he actually signed the deal like six months earlier prior to that. Like when we hear so-and-so has been cast, the deal wasn't signed the night before. The deal normally, not always six months, but I mean, the deal's been signed. So there have probably been a number of of castings that were done on a whole bunch of projects that hadn't been announced yet by the time the strike start hit. And well, they're not going to make the announcements. Like for, for example, we were just talking about last of us season two, Craig Mazin, the showrunner has said, and we talked about it on the show, they've already cast Abby. The, the most, probably the most important character of season two, they've already cast her, but they're not going to tell us who it is because there's an actor strike going on. They're going to wait for all that. So yes, once the Screen Actors Guild and the studios sign a deal, in that first week, I think we are going to get a gluttony of casting announcements. And it's not going to be stuff that's brand new. It's actually going to be stuff that's maybe a couple of months old, but we just didn't know about it. So, yeah, I think there is a very, very high percentage chance that 15 significant casting announcements minimum, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I think that's coming. The only reason they might wait is to try to space out some of the announcements and not get their casting announcements drowned out by 40 other casting announcements. <laughs> so some people might spread it out a little bit. But yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of announcements in that first week or two. All right, what's next? Okay, we've got Hosea who writes, Hey, John, my rugby league team, the New Zealand Warriors are in the grand final qualifier this weekend. Can I get a up the mighty Warriors? How are they, do we just yell that? <laughs> or do we sing it? Yeah, up. There you go, up the mighty up warriors. Up the mighty warriors to oh, the tune of up, up. to the tune of Saint Elmore's fire. Yeah. Okay. Up the mighty warriors. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the league. I don't even know much about the sport. But that actually sounds pretty impressive. Congratulations, man, to you and your team. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. You're singing. <laughs> what are you talking about my singing? I thought you were saying. My singing That sounds immaculate. mighty impressive. I thought you were talking about yourself. <laughs> the only reason I am not on America's Got Talent because it wouldn't be fair to everybody else. Oh. That's the only reason I'm not there. There's a reason why I don't play rugby. St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> See? <laughs> Got to be panty a drop in voice. You got to be a man, Gentlemen, motion, man. That's a panty drop in voice. Right there. Yeah, there's a little nickelbacky in there. <laughs> Why does everything with you have to come back to nickelback? All right, what's next? Once in a life, a man has his time. Uh, Todd Nap uh, Napperick writes: When Jim Cornette first started talking about getting screwed by cast media, I was worried about you guys too. Hate it for you. Here's a little support. Thank you. Oh well, thank Aww. you for that, Todd. I appreciate that. Yeah, look, look. Um, is what it is. It's going to happen. And, you know, we've had some people say, and I mean, CoffeeZilla also kind of hinted this. By the way, I love CoffeeZilla. Yeah, he's great. But even hinted at, the, well, me, maybe didn't do our due diligence. We did our due diligence. I mean, we looked at, look, when you're going to, say, hire a contractor, right? You look up the reviews. You see who that contractor has done work with. You hear from those people that they worked with that whether this contractor was good or not. I mean, you look into it. And we looked into cast media. They had been working with some high profile people that had been working with them for a while and they were making money and getting paid and they seemed pretty solid. And so we looked at all of that and took it into consideration. We decided, okay, yeah, but look, no matter how much due diligence you do, sometimes someone's going to screw you. And, uh, and this, this was the most, you know, violating screwing I've ever taken professionally. I mean, like a hundred thousand dollars. Think about that. I lost, I lost a hundred thousand dollars on a phone and, call. And would you say that the money in like podcasting and stuff is still fairly new? Like people are still trying to work their ways around it and well, uh, yeah, figure out like, the best. For instance, I even had a bunch of people write to me today, well-meaning people who, with the best of intentions writing to me and say, well, why did you even use an ad? Why don't you just go to the sponsors directly? Do you know how to get in touch with the yeah. with the with the marketing spending people no. at Coca-Cola? No, neither do I. I don't have those connections. I don't know those people. 
um, that's why there are these agencies who do provide a great service for a lot of people who are in podcasting and YouTubing and stuff like that is that they do have those relationships. They build those connections. Mm -hmm. And then when we come on as clients, they match us up and all kind of stuff. It's a totally worthwhile service is great. Cause yeah, I simply, I'm not a salesman, right? I don't have these relationships with all these companies and corporations. I, I don't know how to do that. That's a profession. And it's not mine. And no one has the time of day and the to fact, do that. The fact of the matter is there's times where we're like, you know, I mean, these guys earn their money because we, we turn down a lot of stuff. And we do. Just, we turn down just, a ton of stuff. That just shows you how much like they do as far as work for us, our new agency. Advertise. By the way, if anybody's looking for a great company to work with, Advertise Cast, they have been fabulous to us. Um, they, they have, they literally have so many sponsors lined up for us that we have to turn a whole, some of them we turn down cause we don't want to work with them, but some of them we have to turn down cause we don't have any room left, Yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and, and so they've been great, but dude, I, I'll tell you what I, when I first started doing this, you know, when I first started the movie blog and whatever, um, I never even would have imagined I'd be in a position where. I could lose a hundred thousand dollars, right? So I guess you know that's that's one of the things Anne said to me months ago when this all this all happened. She oh, goes, that's, that, "That's a great." Uh... Well, Anne said, she said, "Think of it this way: you made enough money that you had a hundred thousand dollars to lose." <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm going to oh, look at it that way. I'm yeah. going to look at it that way that I've been fortunate enough and. Uh, I did well enough that I could even be in a position to lose a hundred thousand times, but I'm not going to lie. It's still, man, I was mad. Like you're seeing me now months after I've had a chance to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was so furiously mad. I wanted to call down the thunder of the heavens. I wanted to get on the phone to all my Italian family in Canada, say, we got a problem. And, but, but no, 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 here we are. It is what it is. <laughs> Eh, live and learn, right? right? Live and learn. All right, what's next? We've got Devin Lito who writes, Sorry, Cast Media robbed you guys. I watched the podcast snippet today. Keep bringing the filthy uh, birds. <laughs> John Campia is a man. I don't know what the birds is, but... Birds. I'm just going to um, say that from now on. Yeah, and listen, birds. and we're not the only ones. You know, Dan Merle put up a a, a video of his own. He got ripped off over $10,000. Uh, we talked, there are some people, I mean, much, much bigger, richer people than us, but who lost like $350,000, lost a million dollars. One guy did. Um, it's, we're not the only ones. I mean, yeah, we're, it's, it's just part of it. And you know what? Look, this is where you got to look at it too. Whenever you get into business with anybody, you're taking a risk. I mean, that's just reality. Whether it's an employer you go to work for, working for that person, there is a bit of risk involved. Whenever you bring on an employee, there's a risk involved. Whenever you get into a partnership with somebody, there's a risk involved. And, you know, I I just realized that, you know, if you're going to do business, there are risks. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes you get burned. Sometimes I got you burned. get burned. <laughs> By hiring me, you got burned. <laughs> um, and I got burned on this one. All right. Yeah. I mean, live and learn, and and uh, hopefully that won't happen again. Uh, you learn lessons and you move forward. All right. What's next? Okay, we've got John Redcorn. Expendables, Expendables reviews are aren't good. No. And it's tracking for a fifteen million opening on a hundred million budget. So, I smell another flop. Okay, one second. Expendables. I because as of yesterday, um, oh geez. there were no reviews up. Twenty one percent. Is it 21%? Is this? I'll say I'm opening it now. Well, as of right now, oh, 20, 17%. Oh. 29, 29. You can bring this up on my, I don't know if you can bring it up. Uh, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, it's, it's uh, whatever. It's not coming through, but uh, 17. Oh, wait, I have it now. Okay. Oh, there you go. 17% out of 29 reviews. I, so I'm sorry. I'm dying to know. I got to read some of these. Uh, Film Verdict writes, uh, for all its effort at wit, Expendables offers exactly two kinds of laughs, unintentional um, and unearned. The joke that lands best is a direct quote from another movie. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Pace Magazine said, to the extent that the Expendables 4 succeeds, and by most reasonable terms it does not, it's, it's predicated on pairing old state 
with various other stars to trade testy barbs, affectionate barbs, or meaningful glances. I mean, yeah, okay. So it's going to be what I think it's going to be. It's going to be Meg 3. It's going to be Meg 3 all over again. Oh, well. I don't care. I'm still looking forward to going to see it. We'll see. I am. We don't want to switch this to Haunting of Venice. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. All right, what's next? Maybe they actually licensed St. Elmo's Fire in the movie. St. Elmo's Fire! <laughs> if they play That's that the best Stallone and Jason Statham oh are God. running through you the flames. You St. Elmo's Fire! I, I, <laughs> I will laugh my ass off if that happens. I'm blasting that song as soon as we leave this place. Do it. All, All right. right. No, uh, we'll get copyright strike. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he's going right. home. <laughs> what's next? Uh, Let's see. I did the Expendables. Deonta Andre writes, um, hey, I just saw your video on Cast Media uh, of you of you plan on going against them. Brian, Last, Jim, Cornette are sharing information to help those who need it. Here's the reality. Yeah. Uh, I ha- Obviously, when we put up that video today, I had a lot of people writing, you should sue them, you should sue them, you should sue them, you should sue them. Okay, obviously. But here's the reality. They're bankrupt. I got nothing to, to take. And here's the thing, even though like to, to someone like me, $100,000 is life-changing money, but in the grand scheme of things, it is only $100,000. How much do you think it's going to, how much time, effort, and money will I have to invest to try to go and get 5,000 of it back? I mean, they're, they're bankrupt. There's, I can't get water out of a stone. So the reality is, and this hurt this hurt when I realized this. It is not worth the time, energy, effort, and money that I'm going to have to put up to try to go after them legally. Remember, I worked in law to go after them for what I might get. Like, I, believe me, if I thought there was some chance that they were just had my $100,000 and I could just go get my $100,000, I would do it. But that's not the reality. So it's just one of those situations where I just got to go, it's not worth it. It's, I'm not going to get the, the financial equivalent of all the time, effort, and money I'm going to have to put in to try to get it. It's, it's just not there. So, unfortunately, now nah, I'm just screwed. I'm just screwed. All right. What's next? Okay. We got Hosea who writes Alex Pereri, Pereira versus uh, Giri. Giri, yep. And Edwards versus Colby, your picks. Oh, Edwards is fighting uh, Colby Covington? Have they actually set that fight? Well, I believe in this guy, um, Bobby. Uh, bring bring up the bring that bring yeah. that up again. Um, first of all, I don't think uh, Alex is fighting Yuri. I think that uh, you're just talking fantasy matchups. Oh, I okay. think because uh, Yuri's got a fight coming up, and I don't think it's against uh, Alex. So, I, theoretically, in that I would take Yuri. Also, um, I hate Colby Covington, but I think he would win that fight against Edwards. But then what will happen is Usman will get the next title shot against Colby and beat his ass again because he's already beat him twice. Uh, so he would come back and beat him again. It says um, Leon Edwards to defend title versus Colby coming. Oh, they did set that. UFC when was that announced? When was that announced? Uh, 20 hours ago. Okay. So I haven't looked at the MMA news today. All right. So, I mean, there you go. I, so, yeah, actually, I think Colby wins that fight against Edwards. And then I, I think it's just a style thing. And then so this is what will happen. Colby will win that fight. And then Usman will get the next shot and beat Colby's ass for a third time. So that's probably the way it's going to go down. All right. What's next? Okay. Amin writes, uh, one year ago today and or premiered. In my opinion, it is definitely the best thing quality wise that Disney Star Wars has ever put out. Top notch storytelling. Rogue One is a close second. Uh, can't wait for season two. It, it's, it's not even remotely close. Andor is simply the best thing Star Wars has ever done after the original trilogy. And I say that as somebody who loves The Force Awakens. I say that as somebody who loves Rogue One. I say that as somebody who really liked Mandalorian season one. And, you know, but there's nothing comes close. Um, It's grown up Star Wars. It's the best thing they've ever done. There's a reason it's been nominated for best drama at the Emmys. Whoever, who would have ever thought that a Star Wars show would get the top nomination there is in television? Best drama series. I mean, it's and it's well-earned and it's well-deserved. It is so far miles beyond anything else Star Wars has done since the original trilogy. It's crazy. 
Um, I, I was absolutely floored. Tony Gilroy, my God, let this guy do anything. Honestly, to me, I, I've I've been flipping back and forth between whatever. You know, once Kathleen Kennedy leaves, you know who they should hand Lucasfilm to? Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy is who they should hand Lucasfilm I to. Agree. Um, boy, gosh, he's good. Uh, at least he he really gets Star Wars, I think, more than anybody else. And now, I'm saying that after his pickup work on Rogue One and what he did with Andor. That's the really, admittedly, that's not a big enough sample size. But I'm really, really impressed with what he's done. It's just, uh, again, nominated for Best Series at the Emmys. That just shows you how good the quality is. That that people outside of your regular Star Wars fandom recognize how excellent this show is. That's another level kind of stuff. All right. And with that down, guys. Oh, we actually, sorry. Oh, oh we have one more. Sorry, I thought two, that was last one. Okay, what's next? Two more just popped in. So we've got Joe Donis T. Hi, John, John, and Ray. Speaking mm. of cast media, have you seen CoffeeZilla's expose on them? The guy was sus from the start. Yeah, I think we had mentioned that, CoffeeZilla. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, here's the problem, though. Again, and I love CoffeeZilla's stuff. Some of it is easy to see now. Some of it is recognizable now. Uh, but it was, uh, again, we did the standard thing that we would do with anybody else. We looked at who are they working with? What are the people who are working with them saying about their experience working with them? And what kind of results are they getting? And on all three of those things, they're working with some really high-profile people. Those high-profile people are, at the time, speaking wonderfully about their experience with working with cast and the results were magnificent cast was lining up a lot of good sponsors they were paying out at a high clip i mean everything that we that you would normally look for in somebody you might do some business with it, it was all there it, it all lined up but you know yeah, it is what it is you live and learn and maybe next time we have to look a little bit more deeper all right and one final one uh, bacon pew pew. <laughs> Any words on a Texas Chainsaw sequel, the one to the 22, the one that came out in 22? Uh, I haven't no, heard anything. No, I, I don't even remember the Texas, that che Texas Chainsaw, yeah. to be they, honest with they you. They pulled so. kind of like a Halloween where like this right. recent Halloween, they ignored all the other crap that is right. happened. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, after yeah. the original, they kind of, and they did it with Texas Chainsaw too. And that girl was still alive. The one from the. Yeah. So it kind of was a direct. Oh yeah. Sequel. And did anybody go see it? Probably not. Yeah. So, so, so unfortunately, no, I, I have no information on that, uh, unfortunately. But there is a video game out, so. All right, guys. <laughs> and that'll do it for today's installment of Open Mic. Thank you so much for being here and making this show part of your day. Big special thank you to all you guys who sent in questions. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported our channel while you're doing it. And all of us involved here, thank you guys so very much for your support. Don't forget to come back and join us for the John Cabe Show podcast tomorrow. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about a settled WGA strike Maybe, hopefully, hopefully. fingers oh. crossed. Uh, we look forward to seeing you then. I want to thank Ray Ora. Loggins. <laughs> Jonathan Voico. Careful that selling on fire, man. It'll burn you. <laughs> my name's John Campia. And until next time, my friends, we're going to go see Expendables. Talk to you later. <laughs>